Hi everyone and welcome to Community Conversations where we talk with members of the PNH community about how they manage their daily lives while also managing their PNH. In this episode, we're going to talk with Tracy and John, both of whom care for someone living with PNH, along with Dr. Guy Winch, a renowned clinical psychologist and expert in the science of emotional health. They'll be talking about how to find balance as a caregiver, specifically balancing the demands of caregiving and daily life career, family, relationships, and how to advocate for their loved one's needs. Each of our panelists has agreed to participate because of their passion for helping others in the PH community. We are, however, required to disclose that each was compensated by Appellus Pharmaceuticals for their time preparing for and participating in this discussion. With that, I'll hand it over to Dr. Winch to get the conversation going. Thank you so much. And thanks also to Tracy and John for joining us today. We very much appreciate you being here and sharing your stories. Thank you so much for having me. I am so thrilled to be here. Thanks uh, for having me involved. My name is John, Um, appreciate it. Today, our discussion focuses on caregivers of people with PNH. And we're gonna try and discuss strategies that help you find balance in playing this important role while not losing sight of your own needs and priorities. We'll hear useful tips from John and Tracy on how they navigate providing support for their loved one with PNH while managing their professional responsibilities and finding time for themselves. And that's sometimes challenging, as you know. And this includes how to approach sometimes delicate conversations with your loved one. And we'll also talk about the relevant strategies from my work. I'll throw that in in different moments um, and how they can be applicable to caregiving in general. Now, it's important to note, everyone's journey is unique, and some of you might have a loved one who's been recently diagnosed with PNH, while others might have been playing a caregiver role to a loved one for a really much longer time. So people are at different um, stages and different journeys, and caregiving also can take many different forms. It could, you can be serving as someone's emotional support system, which is probably one of the primary things that you do, but also helping with doctor appointments, providing physical care. And those are just a few examples. Caregiving is a really multifaceted role. And a common thread that we're going to explore tonight also is that relationships are dynamic and there constantly is a need to, as you learn, to communicate, to reflect, to adjust, to tweak. So we hope that wherever you are on your journey, you'll be able to find help in this discussion and get some tips that you can apply in your own lives, in your own relationships. So now enough with that, let's get to our panelists. Um, and John, let's, let's start with you. Your wife, Erin, has PNH, and you have a busy professional, and may I say interesting professional and, and uh, life and hobbies. Um, how do you balance your career and being a caregiver to Erin? So for me, um, I always start with just being, you know, clear and open about it. Um, obviously, with my schedule, I work a lot of hours, um, especially during the winter time. I could work 18 hours a day at some points. So I just try to be clear with Aaron and say, listen, uh, there's times I'm not going to be available, but I always have my phone with me. She texts me, stuff like that. So if it is a dire need, um, I do. If I get a text message, I answer that right away. Um, I have other access points, whereas in... Uh, I work for a family business, so if there is an issue, they could contact one of my family members and, you know, they'll contact me right away and tell me it's an emergency. Um, 
And then, you know, like I said, just always having my phone on me is big for me. Um, no matter what I'm doing, if I'm on a big job or something like that. Yeah. And I think, I think it's interesting because you're saying I work for a family business and you would think, oh, so things should be easier, but no, you have responsibilities and, and you have to be at work, but you also want to stay in touch with Erin. And I think it's a really good strategy that you have this very clear communication with her about, you know, when you're working and what the hours are. And so, and, and, and I'm, you haven't said this, but I'm sure this is true that, you know, it's day to day, you literally have to communicate about that on a daily basis. And, and I think that's actually important to do. And now you said it's a family business, but nonetheless, it's an employer. How do you set expectations with your employer or, or with Aaron, other than just communicating about the hours? So obviously with family business, it is a little different, but for certain people that just work for an employer, you just want to be open with the employer. Um, definitely tell them the situation that you have. I, you know, obviously being family, they know that Aaron has P&H, so they know that at times I might have to leave for something, an emergency, um, any kind of situation like that. Luckily, you know, we haven't really had too many major issues like that, but like I said, you sh- it's good to be upfront about it. Um, definitely tell your employer what's going on. Um, you know, if you do need time off, as long as you, you know, give them, you know, advance notice somewhat, um, they'll help you out with that. Most of the time people are forgiving, you know what I mean? Obviously, if you need time off, most employers are pretty forgiving with that kind of thing. So what, what happens though, if, uh, you know, you have a big job coming up and, and something happens with Aaron and, and you just need to, you know, leap, like how, how do you deal with, with that in that moment? So for me, I have, you know, I'm pretty close with most of my coworkers. So um, if that is the case, we'll, you know, I've had it with them where, you know, one of my coworkers had a a kid recently, so I filled in for him. So if I have a situation like that, he'll fill in for me. Um, Obviously, same thing. You want to be open with your coworkers. You know, most people have a fill-in. So if that is the case, you know, you know, try to reach out to one of your fill-ins or something like that. Um, Just be open about it. You know, like I said, if you're not, if you're not open with your coworkers, you try to lie and say something, obviously they're not, they're not going to help you out, but just be truthful. Listen, for me, it's my wife. Um, we're having a trouble, trouble time. And, uh, you know, I need to take off today and usually somebody will fill in for you. So that's really interesting what you're saying. And I think it's so, so important because you're actually paying attention to what's going on with your coworkers and what their needs are. So, you know, this person just had a kid. And so, yeah, they probably had to be away for certain times. And so you're actually being proactive in, okay, fine, I'll cover for you. I'll fill in for you. And you're also like banking the favor in advance uh, sometimes so that when you need it, there's that reciprocity. And I know that's a great strategy because, you know, hopefully there won't be too many emergencies, but you certainly know with PNH there might be. And therefore to know that you've already kind of extended yourself to your coworkers in a way that A, they won't feel resentful if you're then asking them to extend themselves for you because you've already established that kind of, of, of relationship with them and that, and that kind of will vibe and culture within a team. I think that's really smart. And I think that's really important to do building positive relationships with your coworkers by the open communication, but especially by that reciprocity and that awareness um, is, is really is a great way to create a supportive environment that will be helpful. Um, Tracy, what about you? How do you balance your job teaching dental hygiene and being a caregiver to your daughter? Well, it's actually very similar to John, especially um, the part about communication. So, First of all, I have my phone on at all times. 
I'm not sure what anyone ever did before cell phones, right? Especially in um, cases like this. So my husband and I have our cell phone on um, and it's not really funny, but our family always answers when we call, you know, just because they know that if we're calling, we're usually calling for a reason. So we have a circle of, um, of people that we can call. So if Jill calls us with an emergency, like, you know, before she just recently had her gallbladder removed, but she, she would have some, um, bouts of pain where she couldn't breathe, where she was in severe pain. And, you know, she would usually call me first. Then I would call my husband who can get to her first. If neither one of us could get to her quickly, we would, call my mom or my sister or my dad. I mean, we're very fortunate to live within, you know, like a half mile radius of a lot um, of our family members. So um, we're really, really fortunate um, in that way. So I'm able to go to work um, and I still feel, I guess I feel comfort knowing that we have a plan. And obviously we've been Jill was diagnosed two years ago. So we've been dealing with this a a while now. So we're much better at dealing with it now than we were in the beginning. So now we have a plan. Uh, We can react pretty quickly and get her where she needs to be. Um, I, I don't know. I couldn't do it by myself or just if it was just my husband and I were, we're just so fortunate. So we really just rely on others to help us. And we just communicate, you know, the cell phones are our, like our lifelines, um, as far as being able to help Jill if she needs us. Yeah. And look, I think that's really important what you're saying, because yes, you're very fortunate. And by the way, I do want to point out that what I really liked about your response also was that you had a lot of gratitude in there. And we're really fortunate for having family nearby. We're really fortunate Mm -hmm. for living in the age of cell phones where we can Mm -hmm. communicate immediately. So gratitude is actually something that's psychologically very healthy for people. So when you can focus on the, oh, but this is what I'm grateful for rather than oh, this is a problem, but I'm grateful that I have support. I'm grateful that we have the communication devices. I think that's important. I just wanted to to note that. But the other thing that you're pointing out is that, yeah, you're fortunate enough to have a second tier of players here. So there's you, there's your husband, but at times it might not be possible for either of you. So there's your mom, there's your sister. And certainly not everyone is fortunate enough to have close family nearby that they can rely on. But in that instance, you can create a bench of secondary players. They don't have to be family. They can be friends. They can be neighbors. They can be community members. They can be other people where they're, again, I'm going back to John's reciprocity principle of, you know, like, yeah, when you can help us out in these moments, we'll help you out in moments where we can help you out. But that requires actually some planning and some thought and some strategizing in order to really think about constructing a a team like a bench of players where you have this primary people but then also a secondary tier of people in that instance and i think it's always important to develop those kinds of relationships where you can and 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 so that you really do have the coverage and i think it gives a lot of uh peace of mind and then it also helps give you peace of mind at work because you know that if you really cannot leave, so there's your husband and if he really cannot, so then there's this person and that person. It also takes stress off just the day to day because when you have a loved one with PNH, you know, you probably check your phone a lot just to make sure like, oh, is it them? Are they okay? Et cetera. So that it takes um, the stress off. 
I think that's all the time we have for today. Yes, we are out of time for today. Thank you, Dr. Winch, for facilitating that discussion. And a special thank you to Tracy and John for your willingness to share your experiences as PNH caregivers. If you'd like to hear from others in the PNH community or learn more tips and tricks from Dr. Winch, be sure to visit our website at thisispnh.com. We're always adding new resources, video and audio clips, so check back regularly. And thanks for joining us. <laughs>